0: America. Boston. Christ Hospital. 49 days of quarantine. At first, it was to shut in the sick. Later, it was to keep them out. Outside, the world was dying. It was going to die laughing, and the clowns would own it all. The sirens had stopped long ago. All day and night, the air filled with heavy weapons fire as the army fought to save what was left. The army was losing. Dr. John Braddock had fought malaria, cholera, sleeping sickness, Kala Azar. He'd seen people bleed out of their eyes in Africa and shit themselves to death in droves in India. He'd never seen anything like the bug. He eyed his watch with rising irritation. Chief Nurse Robbins was late. It was time to get her report. It was time to do a walking rounds to check patient charts. It was time to review their dwindling supplies. He already knew the score. They would find some of the patients dead in their beds and supplies low across the board. But he had to take stock of everything. It was the chief of medicine's job to handle this stuff. She had the bug so it had fallen on him, and everything had to be done right. He closed his eyes and drifted. He listened to a woman crying in pathology. Distant footsteps marked the progress of one of his skeleton crew. As a young, idealistic doctor, Braddock signed up with Doctors Without Borders, treated cholera in India. He decided to stay aboard. He developed a taste for it. He'd made a real difference. After several years in Asia and Africa, the horrors he witnessed began to wear on him. In Aleppo, Syria, he saw children lined up for measles vaccinations get torn apart in a rocket attack. In southern Sudan, he watched refugees die from malaria after the SPLA looted his hospital. He came home and had a difficult time reintegrating. America lived in a bubble of prosperity. He regarded his colleagues as petty and competitive. Getting things done required socializing with people he didn't understand. Hospital administrators and insurance companies constantly told him what he could and couldn't do to save lives. He didn't get along. Brannock resigned from one after the other. No one lifted a finger to make him stay. He was a big man, too intense. He was culturally out of shock. He intimidated people. He started drinking to dull the anger. He had no sense of self. America, his home, began to feel like another foreign land. Ellen White, chief of medicine at Boston's Christ Hospital, visited Braddock in his shabby motel room and offered him a job. I believe in you, John. She offered him a place he could call home. He quit the bottle, stopped fighting the system, spent years in trauma therapy. He practiced medicine. Over time, he again began to make a difference. He literally owed White his life. She'd brought him back from the dead. Then she caught the bug, and Braddock was now acting chief. So many others had left to be with their families. He had thousands of patients in his care. It was an impossible task, but he would not let her down. He would show them all, not least himself, what he was made of. Shoes pounded the floor. He opened his eyes and watched Robin's approach. Dr. Braddock, she called, her voice edged with panic. Another crisis. Adrenaline flooded his body. He welcomed it. It was like a drug to him. It was at times like this when you find out who you really are, when constant stress pairs you down to the bone. Soldiers, she said. They came into the hospital. The army? Here? they have guns. They're the good guys, Braddock assured her. It's going to be all right. The places he'd been, soldiers usually meant trouble. guerrillas freedom fighters, army, paramilitaries. But not here in America. In America, soldiers didn't loot hospitals. He couldn't help but feel hopeful. They'd been on their own for months. Maybe the soldiers were there to help. Maybe they'd brought supplies so the hospital could keep functioning. He asked her what they wanted. I don't know, she said, fighting tears. I asked them.